Multi-million cash, the feeling's amazing Got a Porsche inside my stable, don't horse me, baby 20 plus in my field, I'm like Coke with the Lakers It's like I'm touring the Sprinter, doing these road trips Three days, close for more M's, I stay on it When you step on the premise, just know I own this Collaborate inside of my district, it's for the owners They call doing the pun, it's the true one-on-one How I keep up business, you just might learn you son I been a girl dad, now you my only son Put on for the fam and the five, my folks don't owe me none They call doing the pun, it's the true one-on-one How I keep up business, you just might learn you son I been a girl dad, now you my only son Put on for the fam and the five, my folks don't owe me none What's going on, everybody? We're back with the Collab District Podcast. Uh, this is episode six. I'm your host, Jonathan Davis. We're here at the district. I got a very special guest with me again today. I got Mr. Jared Ellis, who's an artist, an actor, and a community leader. So welcome to the show, Jared. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, JD. Yeah, man. Uh, you and I met through Ski, what? Man, that's probably been about... Goodness. Seven, eight years ago? Yeah, that was two thousand eight, two thousand eighteen. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, we met in the in the Hollywood studio. Uh the first one that they that they had over there. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Thinking about that, because uh, like you were just saying earlier, I was like I was working at the bro during that time though. Yeah, yeah. I remember you were working at the art museum. And um yeah. So where where where'd you grow up, Jared? Tell 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 me where you're from. Um, so I'm originally from Riverside, California, so the Inland Empire. Um, yeah, born and raised out there. It's, it's, it's nothing. Too, it's nothing too much cracking out there, you know. I guess we got we got Kawhi Leonard though. Yeah, you know, he's from, he's from I'm night. a Clipper fan, so we. I'm can't, a Clipper fan too. I don't want to talk about I'm Kawhi Leonard right now. I'm, uh, they do this to us every year. <laughs> do you blame him though? No, I, I, you hear Stephen A. Smith going. Yeah, crazy? I think. Yeah, I think that's bullshit. I think that. Um, I think that you have hoopers that are like, I'll die for this shit, right? Yeah. Like I'll play through anything. I'll risk my body. And I think you got hoopers like him and Paul George and some of these new, newer generation of hoopers that are coming in that are like, ah, I think there's life after basketball. So I'm not willing to risk my body. Yeah. For this. Yeah. Doesn't mean. Sure. And it doesn't mean that he's not a killer. He's not good. Mm-hmm. It just means that he's not, you know, what Kevin Durant. Yeah. But they're just as talented. Yeah. But 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 they look they look at the game differently. Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. the expectation is when you're the best player, like you're supposed to play through everything. You're supposed to, you know, be this hooper. And um, but I, I don't I don't believe that's the case. Do you know uh, Kawhi and his family? Not. I mean. I went to all the games because he went to King High School, like Riverside King High School. So it was like right down the street from me. So my dad like literally took us to like all the games, like his high school games. So we've been following him like for a minute. I mean, like, I kind of like know like some of his like family members and stuff like that just from like travel ball and, mm-hmm. and all that. But, yeah. Like, but again, it's still like Kawhi. So it wasn't like he was like hosting like events and like yeah. out there like talking to people. And I stuff, think he just does school. like a, a big barbecue or something once a year. But did, mm-hmm. did watching him inspire you to play basketball? Because I knew you 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 grew up hooping. You talked about playing. And did you play at King or? No, I didn't. I didn't end up playing at King, but we did have like some of the similar like hey, you coaches. Gotcha. So yes. Yeah, what AAU program did you play for? I played for Team Elite. So okay. um ran by a guy named Marvin Lee, um, and his family, and they're like super good coaches and they're like staples. He went to King too, like one state and all that. So I mean, yeah, watching him, that's the reason why I kinda went and like played for Elite, because like seeing what they're doing with like Kawhi and like and it was crazy too, cause if you remember, like Kawhi, he wasn't even that like heavily like like ranked or anything, he wasn't recruited crazy, just like went to San Diego State. State yeah, so yeah. I mean, he was a killer for sure, but it still wasn't one of those things where we knew, like, he was going to be, like, it was, he, it. was he always just, like, quiet like that and just kind of to himself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'll say, yeah he was, th- so that's never, that's, that's nothing new. Yeah, because my brother, my brother, my older brother, I went to school with him. He said, yeah, he was just, like, to himself, just, like, all, he seemed, he seemed like all he cared about was just hooping, for real. How many siblings do you have? Uh, I have one older brother. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And did you play any other sports? Um, growing up, I loved playing football, like Pop Warner and stuff. Like, I, like that was probably my number one sport. But yeah. as you can tell by my frame, like, <laughs> I started getting bigger. Because I used to love to hit. That was my thing. But, yeah. like, 
once I got to high school, and I was kind of a late bloomer, so I wasn't like I'm like six three right now, so yeah. I was like five ten, like one forty five or something. I'm like, All right, football's not in the future. I, I ain't trying to get cracked like that. But I, I ran track and stuff. Though. I had a similar. I, I grew up loving Pop Warner too. Football and basketball. You put that, it goes hand in hand. Your friends are playing both. You know, you guys are walking off the basketball onto the football field, nice. and then I got to uh, freshman year. I played freshman football, and then. I didn't like getting hit. I got yeah. tired of taking the hits. Nice. And it was like four or five days worth of practice for uh, for one game, and I'm, you know, nice. and I started playing varsity at a young age, and I was like, yeah, I'm done with football. Nah, <laughs> I started having knee problems, and I was like, no, nah, I'm I'm done taking hits. That's good. I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'll go watch you guys on Friday Night Lights. <laughs> I'll go watch you guys. Are you really from out here? Um, I'm so I was born in uh, Georgia, middle okay. Georgia, but th- I call this home. I grew up in Oxnard. Um, you know, went to Oxnard High School. Um, I have a lot of uh, friends out here. All my family is back in the South. Um, um, but they used to live out here at one point. But, yeah, Oxnard, Ventura County is where I, was what, what I consider home. This is where I've spent most of my life, uh, mm-hmm. childhood, and adult life. Yeah. So it's, it's like sports are serious out here, right? It's like Oz Christian down the street, right? Yeah, and yeah. I don't know uh, which other school. We have St. Bonaventure. We've mm-hmm. always had a lot of um, talent. Out in like what they call this valley area, mm-hmm. a lot of kids have you know it's been a big recruiting ground for USC. Um, we just you know Jaime Hawkins went to school here from UCLA, went right across the street here. His sister went here. She's a she's a star at UCLA. Mm-hmm. So we've had a lot of um, talent come out of here that made it to you know Division One level college and and some and professionally too. So yeah, yeah there's a, we have a lot of um roots out here as far as sports go. It's yeah, like you said it's serious out here. Football is very serious out here. Yeah. Um I know it's serious in the IE too though. Yeah, no facts. Yeah. Facts around that. Yeah, it's crazy. Even like the even basketball too. We got some hitters like Corona Centennial and mm-hmm. like LaMelo and all of them coming from the IE you know, like Yeah, I I remember watching them when they were um Young when they first started playing, like you, I'm sure you know about Pongos and you played in some of the Pongo yeah. stuff. I used to play in the Pongos. For real? Yeah, I used to oh, play in the Pongo <laughs> stuff. Uh, used to play in the Cavs. You know, you know, you know about the Cavs out nah. there in the Valley. But um, I remember watching them because I used to I coach basketball too. Um, we have our own youth basketball program out here called the uh, Rage. But um, but when. When they were younger, I used to take the, one of the kids out there to compete, and I just remember watching Melo, mm-hmm. the youngest one. Yeah. And he was always playing with his brothers, but I think he was only, like, in middle school. Yeah. And he played exactly the same way. He would throw up high school, you know, sh- half-court shots, and, and it would look crazy. But then as he got bigger, yeah. it, it was he was he ended up being a killer. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I feel like even when he was smaller, that he always had that, like, confidence. Like, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, that's a big. That, I think that confidence is a big part in everything that you do, right? Facts. That's big facts. And and how and you also done some acting. Um, where you know what? Talk about some of the acting projects that you've done. I know you've done all All Eyes on Me. Yeah, you play Snoop Dogg. Funny story that I when I was doing some research is that the director actually wanted Nipsey to play Snoop Dogg. Yeah, facts. But they got Jared Ellis. <laughs> so yeah. that's something that you would always be able to hold. Which, uh, rest in peace, Nipsey. Yeah, rest in peace, Nipsey, man. man I'm glad he passed on that one. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've always been into acting like ever since I was like a kid. Like my like my parents or my mom had me in it like kind of early. Like me and my brother like doing like. Whether it was like little print work or like acting work here and there, but apparently we hated it. So my mom took us out for like a like a while, and then as I got older, like I kind of got the bug again. I was like doing like plays, like elementary school, like middle school, and all that. Um, and then after like after high school, I moved out to LA, and I was like, all right, I'm here. Like I yeah. gotta, like, I gotta find something. So then. I just started, like, working. I was, like, in classes, and I was, like, doing, like, a lot of, like, little, like, commercial work and, and all that. Um, then, like, a super close family friend, like, damn, like damn near my uncle, uh, L.T. Hutton, was, like, the producer of the movie, uh, All Eyes on Me. And he had he had, had the rights for, like, a minute, so we kind of already had new, like, it like was the coming. movie was happening, it was coming. And so, like, for me, like, I was just like, yo, like, I just want to be on set. Like, I'll be a PA. Like, I'll home the boomstick. <laughs> I'll do, like, whatever you need me to do, like, type shit. And then, um, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, you guys like come out, like come out to Atlanta, like come like check out, like check out the set, like see what's going on, everything." 
And that's when, like, we went out there and we got to, like, see, like, all that's like, going on. And then, um, and yeah, I was still, like, bugging. I'm like, yo, like, let me, like, what's good? Like, let me get a part here. I don't know. Let me get a, like, like, what parts are available, all this stuff. And then they were still, like, casting the Snoop, and they haven't, like, they haven't found anybody yet. And then, um, and then, yeah, like, they were, like, really set on, like, Nipsey. Like, they, like, for sure, like, thought, like, Nipsey was going to be the guy and all this yeah. stuff. Um and then I guess Nipsey was just like, "Yo, I just kind of want to be my own man, like that Snoop." Like, yeah, Snoop he don't, he don't want, he didn't want to be known as playing Snoop. Yeah, or yeah, be, yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, he wanted to do his. Own, that was always him. He always ran his his own independent facts. Thing. Although I do think he would have killed it. It would have been sick. Yeah, killed me off. But um, but yeah. So then and then they 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 asked me like, "Yeah, would you be like interested in auditioning for Snoop?" And I was like, "Hell yeah!" So then I like. Came back to LA. I was like, got with my coach, like my acting coach, and we just like rehearsed it like hella times. I sent my tape in, um, and then they were fucking with it. And then that's when like I hopped on like um, video call, like the directors and like the producers, and like was reading again. Then I ended up flying back to Atlanta, read for them again, like in front of like the producers. And then so that movie was shot in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, shot in Atlanta. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so. Um, so yeah, then I booked the part, and they were moving so fast in that movie, and um, yeah, I booked the park, and like a week later, I was just like in Atlanta for like two months, and at this time, like I was like still hooping, like I was like cause I was a walk on at LMU. Oh, um, so like I was still hooping, and I kind of had to make the choice, like bro, like what? We're, we're, yeah, but like also at the end of the day, it was like an easy choice because it was like bro, I'm a walk on, like, yeah. I'm like missing. I'm like, I'm like, it was walk like, on to LMU or play Snoop Dogg yeah. and all that on me. That's, yeah. So I'm like, bro, I'm like, I'm out of here. I don't need to be in study hall. They're like telling me when to do my homework and shit. Yeah. Like that. You're so going like, to world civilization yeah, history class bro. and shit. No. I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. So, so luckily I like, I, I was able to take a year off. Like I talked to my parents, like, yo, I really want to do this. So like, I took like a year off of, um, that whole year off of, from, from college. And yeah, we shot the movie for like two months. It was, like, it was cool. I loved the experience. It was great. I mean, it didn't get received as well as, like, we all wish we sh- it should have. Yeah. And, like, there's little things, in like, here and there. But, uh, but no, it was, like, a super dope experience. Man. Did you learn a lot of um, stories about Tupac, Snoop, West Coast? Yeah. You know, with you being younger, you'd have to—you didn't grow up in that era of music, but mm-hmm. you played in the part, and— it was a depiction of, of 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 a lot of Tupac stories. So, did you learn a lot about the history of Tupac and like West Coast music in general? Yeah, for sure. That was one thing I was like like doing like did my homework crazy like like watching all the Snoop videos and all that stuff. And like one thing that hit that hit me was like I didn't realize like how much of a real like gangster Snoop was because like we see him like Martha Stewart like at that time he's like yeah. He's selling Corona. Yeah, he's all on commercial, all this stuff like that. But then when I was really getting into like, like he really like beat a murder charge and shit. So I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. He was deep in it. Yeah, so he was like, but then he's also like, like just watching the videos. I just remember him being like this like soft spoken guy, and, like you can tell he kind of like kind spirit, but still being like that killer. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was crazy. And then being on set too, that was one thing because. A lot of those guys, like L.T. Hutton, the, the director, Benny Boom, um, Snoop, ne- Snoop wasn't on set, but his dad was there. So they were just telling all type of, like, crazy stories. Like, yeah. Like, just at that, that time, like, in the 90s and stuff, like, I don't even, like, the crazy Tupac <laughs> stories, like, crazy DMX stories. Like, they they told a story one time. They said, like, DMX was, it was like, because Benny was, like, directing a music video at the time, and I guess, like, yeah. like, like they were all there. And I, they said that. Like they were, they were like set up to start shooting at the camera, like waiting for the camera to roll. And like, where's DMX? Where's DMX? They said he went on a walk and he was walking his pet iguana, like on a leash. He was just walking like for two hours, like, bro, I gotta take my iguana on a walk. So he had to stop and like wait for him to go on the walk. So it was just like stories like that, even like the, uh, when they got in the beef at that award show, I forgot award show. Yeah, that I was. think it the was uh, Source. Yeah, the, the Source Awards yeah. when they got when they were um, they were beefing East Coast West Coast. With, yeah, with, with I didn't Diddy know how serious them. that was either. I'm like, bro, like yeah, that was almost like as serious as like gang violence. Like yeah. like rap beef used to be as serious as gang violence, when, especially when you had people like Suge Knight, you know, running um, running, and I've you know seen a lot of doc- different documentaries on Suge and the whole Death Row movement. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's just crazy. Like I said, you're a part of that. And I, I've seen the movie and, like, you had the mannerisms down, you know, Thank like you, Snoop's Thank mannerisms. Because, you. You, you know, he's he's a certain way. Like, he's an icon, you yeah. know. And, like, 
to 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 play him. Did you ever get to develop any type of like relationship through that part with him yeah. or with myself? With him. Oh yeah, I mean, I spoke to him a few times, just like on Facetime and whatnot. Cause, yeah. like that was the one thing, like. In acting class, like it's it's all been great, but then it's like you playing like a real live human being. So at the end of the day, I'm like, bro, like do you like like how's it looking? Like how do you approve? Even like his dad was there like during a lot of the scenes, so like wow. like that was crazy too. And, that's like, pressure, right? Yeah. That's some pressure too, right? Yeah, but and this is what like, your first like big yeah, role, my first like real you're playing like, Snoop. Yeah, that man, was, that's amazing. Yeah, so that was one thing too was like the pressure from just like just like knowing like the black community too how like critical we are like yeah. about this type of stuff too so yeah especially like you're talking about Pac and Snoop and yeah and this is right after the NWA yeah so we had to follow up that yeah, too that, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was, it was right after the NWA yeah and I think that's why it wasn't received as well because that one was so hyped and that was yeah. that was a good one too that was yeah, a good was movie crazy. but I just think it came the timing yeah, might have been a little was, different the timing was tough too it was like freaking Trump had just gotten off. Everybody was just mad at the world, bro. <laughs> Jada, man, that man. There's so much stuff going on with that movie, but yeah, it was still fun nonetheless. And what about any new projects you got coming up um, in in the acting? Uh, um, like I was kind of talking about earlier, uh, I shot a really good project with uh, with Nate Parker. We probably shot it like two, like three years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like an awesome project. Um, I play the lead in that, and it's about. Um, just like a high school high school kid and like Charles Tribulation truly trying to make it and we go to the league, like he's like a top prospect. So he has dealing with a bunch of things like scouts, NBA scouts, like transferring schools, but also being from Inglewood, like being from the inner city and kinda like it's a little bit like I don't, I don't know if you ever seen like All American, but it's a, a bit more yeah. Yeah. bit more grimy, a bit more like grounded because it's like the actors in there, we got some like heavy hitters. It's like uh it's Snoop actually from The Wire. You ever seen The Wire? Yeah. Snoop she's in yeah. there. Uh, Malik Yoba plays my dad, which is like super dope. Yep, yep. And then there's some other like pretty young actors, like the lead from Outer Banks. Uh, he's in there too. Um, so it's yeah, nice. No, I think it's so. I, when I when I looked it up and read about it, it seems like it's the perfect topic for what uh, young athletes are dealing with today. Yeah. You know, you get pulled in so many different ways, and now with social media, the way it is, like. They get hyped up so much mm-hmm. before they've even done anything, 100%. you know. And um, the attention, the pressure, and getting pulled in different ways, and then the expectation, especially when you're like from Inglewood and everyone expects you to make it because you know everyone's mm-hmm. pulling for you, everyone's supporting you. Um, that's a that, that's that's a good story to tell, and I think you know a lot of people could benefit from you know more stories like that, you know, because yeah. I think when they tell our stories, it's always such in a negative light and yeah. tone when we don't get to tell them. Yeah, so it, it's so it's so refreshing to hear that there's directors out there that are able to tell our stories and, and the things that we go through. Yeah, 100%. And then working with Nate was, like, next level crazy. Because, like, Snoop was fun. Like, I feel like on set, like, that, that was, like, a fun time. Like, dad's there. We, like, 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 I, like, smoked before a scene one time. Like, it was yeah. crazy. Like, but like the uh, for baselines, it was kind of a different a different environment. It's kind of just like locking in with Nate being just like a director and like actor director. So it was like even though it wasn't as crazy as biggest production, it was like I'm not gonna say more fulfilling, but it was just like man, it's like that juicy really get into the, to the acting shit. So that was that was crazy. That's, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. So you've also um, are art are artist, and where did that passion? Uh, for creating things and art come from? Um, damn, where the passion come from? I would say just, like, like being, like, a kid, I feel like I was always just, like, gravitating, just, like, like making things. I just love, like, working my hands, like, making things. Like, I was, like, always, like, getting, like, Legos. Like, that was my thing. Like, I was just, like, freestyle, like, building Legos. And it's crazy, too, because, like, in my, like, when you're, like, in kindergarten, it's like, what do you want to be? Like, what do you mean? It was actually, like, construction, like, for real. So yeah. I just wanted to just, like, like build so it was like and like I was always the one that had to like mount the TV in the house or like come like fix the shit like yeah. like call Jared yeah exactly yeah. exactly call Jared. Like, he knows how to do it exactly he can fix it. yeah so like cabinet was, door falls off fact call Jared and like they knew like I couldn't say no like I just wanted to like I, the satisfaction of doing it you're waiting for, you're waiting to get called yeah so it was like bro all right yeah let me knock this out but um but yeah and then just like growing up and being kind of. I guess, like, really, like, having the internet, like, being in, like, Riverside, it wasn't, like, too much, like, 
you couldn't like I don't know it wasn't too much going on so I was always just like in the crib like like kind of on like trying to like create something like I remember like the early on like I, I was like super inspired by like the like Jesus is my homeboy shirts you know if you remember those when yeah. those were like popular in like the Ed Hardy era yeah yeah and I actually remember like bro, I want to create a clothing like I just I just like gotta do this shit did and, you ever um, do it yeah yeah I had a I had a few name I had a few color lines that didn't didn't really make it like I had a like a line called like Smarty Pants. It was like a weak, like super weak name. Um, but this is me just like probably like seventh, sixth grade, like sketching out. And like, but then I mean, you had the creative mindset and entrepreneur at seven. Yeah, I was like, though, well, this is like seventh grade, but yeah, like, that's from seventh grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, nah, facts. You know what I mean? Like when you say when we say things like I didn't make it, it made it because you tried. Yeah, facts. you get what I'm saying. Yeah, Every facts, I, everything that did. That you don't try is what didn't make it. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's remarkable that you seen, like, I, I got a talent, and I'm going to try to monetize out this talent. Mm -hmm. a lot of people can't go from, hey, I got a talent, to let me monetize off this talent, mm -hmm. or I want to share this talent with with, with, with others because I feel it's going to help in some type of way. Yeah, for sure. For I like sure. smarty pants, though. What, <laughs> what kind of design are those, though? Like, I, mean, I mean, growing up, I'm like, great. I, I know it was creative. <laughs> Talk about that. Yeah, yeah, man. It was like, cause my mom used to always like, she used to push school on us like heavy and it's like new, like, like that was like, like just like heavy. Like we used to have to wear collar shirts to school. Like we we're in private school and public school. My mom still even in public school made us wear like Collar shirts to school and so like education that, and yeah. So that was kind of ingrained. Was important. Yeah, super important. So it was like, and I knew like if I like kind of get thrown like yeah, smarty pants for school. Like she would like help me like give me some bread to go like print some shirts, which which they did, which was like super, it was super sick, and I'm like grateful for my parents for sure. Um, but but yeah, it was like smarty pants, and then. <laughs> And then that 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 wasn't it. That wasn't it at all. And then like in high school, I uh, I was always like kind of like like I loved like selling and like hustling, but like it wasn't like I didn't like I wasn't like selling like candy or whatever. It wasn't really about the money. So like I was selling like the like me and my brothers used to sell like the Live Armstrong bands. Yeah, the the, but, the rubber ones. Yeah, the yellow ones. But then they used to make the they made like the kid size ones because we're all in most. So we had like skinny wrists. So they had <laughs> or the woman size ones. So we used to go. And buy those up for a dollar and then just sell them for like three dollars, like the kids at school. And then the same thing for like Nike Elite socks. I I, remember yeah, those. I remember the Live Strong bands and, yeah. the, and then the Nike Elite socks. Yeah, when you're a hooper, you had to have the Elite socks I, when they had those. So I was on a, I was like on a tear because I was, I was, I was like one thing, like I knew, like I was always like trying to be like the freshest, like on and off the field. So nice. it's like when those Elite socks dropped, like I remember I had found like a plug like on eBay through Turkey that had all the different <laughs> colors. So I had hella different colors and I used to slang her for like, like $50 but I don't know I kind of just love like hat like it's almost like all the resellers are with their shoes when yeah, they yeah. have all the shoes like I just like love I have, a, I have a, I'm like Ski I have a crazy collection of shoes right. not like I'm I'm not he's way yeah. way far gone but I'm a sneakerhead myself um, and been that and I'm the same way like you know, when when you're playing sports or you're in high school, you're like, I gotta be the freshest on the court. I gotta have the new whatever they are, the Kobe's or the Iversons or you know Jordans or whatever. We didn't never used to play in Jordans too much, but for real, nah. What y'all playing like champions? No, Converse. Come on. No, <laughs> come on, man. That's when Co we had the Kobe's. Okay. So like the crazy eights. Uh, oh, okay. You know that was that era. The the AIs. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, was there and then. Um, we played AAU, so we got a lot of free stuff from Adidas. So okay. we was playing, and remember when they came out the superstars? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and they had all the different colors of the yeah. superstars, the pro models. Yeah, and then we played in the um, the the not the Harachi, the Harachi two K with the, the strap. Two, oh, the two K four is my there favorite go. shoe. That's yeah. my favorite. That's what we used to hoop in too. Dude, but what? Jordans, nah, we never played in Jordans because yeah. it was like you wear the Jordans to the game or yeah. at school. You keep those fresh. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you didn't have. Two hundred dollars to go and get your shit scuffed up, you know right, what I mean. Right. So, so we used to preserve the Jays, and uh, and yeah, we used to hoop in like the, like I said, all the all the ones that I mentioned. But I, I definitely can relate when you say like, yeah, we just had to be fresh. And I was like, you too. It's like I didn't want to ask my my mom for everything, so I would find a hustle or mm -hmm. would work, you know, yeah. you know, part time job. How my first job was at golf and stuff. Oh, for real, you know, golfing? Like the, yeah, like the putt putt golf. Yeah, yeah. 
Wait, so you you would buy a wholesale and sell it, or no, no? no I would just I was working at golf oh, okay, at, okay, at, okay. at the golf and stuff, just trying to hustle up some money so yeah. I can buy buy my clothes and, yeah. and shoes and, and and be fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So were you always entrepreneurial, like even like early on? Yeah, yeah, because um, we used to work at a I used to work at a Jersey store, right? That's when this is like when I first started to like hustle and like you know, learn that I can buy something at one value and resell it for another value. So remember the Mitchell and Nesson throwback jerseys, right? Mm-hmm. So what I would do was I would use my discount to buy the jerseys, to buy the authentic jerseys, and to buy the Mitchell and Ness jerseys. And then I would resell them to whoever for, you know, they 140 I resell them $300, $400. Oh, okay. You know, and I would do yeah, that. Yeah, and I was, and I was like, hold up. I, it was flipping. Up. I was yeah. literally selling them out of my trunk. Oh, for real? Yeah, we get. Yeah, because I had because I worked at the at the memorabilia store right here at the outlets. Yeah. So we, I had first dibs at all, you know, when in throwbacks then, like when Fabulous and all the rappers oh were wearing the throwbacks, the Astros. And oh my god! So we, I had all of them, and I would, yeah, I would just resell them, resell yeah. them. Keep a couple for myself, and then That's I was like, "Damn, I can make this, you know, what I mean, a little yeah. side hustle." Because I was getting it for 40 percent off with my uh, employee discount, mm-hmm. but then I would go and sell it for, you know, resale, yeah. and I would go and look on eBay and like, oh, "What's this going for?" And, and yeah, damn, that's right. Yeah, so that's probably when it started. I was probably like eighteen, okay. seventeen, eighteen. Bet. Before that, I was like. Have, just hooper, like I yeah. would just just love to hoop, mm-hmm. sun up to sundown. Thought I was going to the NBA, had the hoop dream. Yeah, yeah. wanted to go to Arizona because that's where all the guards went. You know, mm-hmm. back in the day, you know, all the all the small point guards went to Arizona. Did you play any, against anybody like super nasty? Like, in, like you yeah, remember, like, um, you played against LeBron once. No way. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, during my time, yeah, Leon Poe. Um, okay. You know, I played with a guy named Dominic Ingerson. That was insane. Uh, Sean, uh, yeah, we've played against quite, you know, in the era yeah. in the AAU. I played on a pretty good team uh, from out here that, you know, uh, my coach, George Albanez, you know, we traveled all throughout yeah. California. And right back then it was California. It was like Vegas, right? That was mm-hmm. like the big thing. Yeah, I mean, like the big time. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. big time tournament every year. So you would, you would catch different players. And, and then, you know, growing up in Southern California, yeah, I played, you know, Tyson Chandler and, mm-hmm. you know, that whole Compton Dominguez team that was, oh, yeah. that was raining out here for a while. So yeah, you play against, I've played against quite mm-hmm. a few, you know, um, that, yeah. that people that made it to the NBA. No, that was a crazy time. I was in those like ABCD camp. Yeah. Like, I remember cause Sebastian Telford, that was one of my favorite movies at Through the Fire. Yeah. Yeah. So, like seeing all that shit. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. That was like, that was like always the goal, right? To like get to ABCD camp, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, only a select few get to get, yeah, get, yeah, 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 get, get selected for that. Facts, facts, facts. Um, so w- w- talk about uh, Hoop Dream Studio and and how did that come about? Is basically um, where you turned your art and your passion into a business, and and you named it Hoop Dream Studio. So talk about like the the. What the what was behind the name and behind creating this piece of art, and then talk about what it actually is. Okay, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, this is like the time when I was like still at LMU, and I was an art major. I was a fine art major there, um, and it was for it was for a class because I was always always making like a bunch of random stuff, and like in college I was really on some like I don't really know what I'm about to do. Like I was in this marketing program, I like left the marketing program, and then I was like taking like these acting classes and then I was like I kind of always knew like I wanted to do something like within the arts where mm-hmm. that I was gonna end up like doing graphic design or, like marketing or something um but I'm not like I wasn't like super nasty at like drawing or even like like just so I was always trying like crazy random shit so I'll do like screen printing and I like make prints or like do like sculpture work but then I took this class it was called um concept of form and basically we had to go out and and create artwork like like just using found objects. Okay. Um, so like stuff that's like already ready made and like made some type of art out of it. And like I had just like knew like from visiting my brother, he went to Fresno State, like all they did was like hoop inside their dorm. Like, I remember I went up there, they were just like playing on like the mini hoop like all day. So I was like, all right, I'm about to get this new apartment. I know I need something fly. Like how can I make this like, as fly as possible? Um, and then for that for that project, it was also like in, during the summer because I used to take like a bunch of just like summer classes too. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm making a basso hoop for sure. And then so that's when I like I went out, I bought like the frame. And I knew I wanted like, I knew I wanted the frame and just like a gold rim and just like to make it fly. Yeah. But then I was like, bro, how can we just keep spicing this thing up? And that's when I started like adding like the buttons to it. And so the first one was just like the frame with the buttons and just had the rim on it. And then it was like seriously like mounted to like the <laughs> So the, the actual foundation to the studs. I know you know, like yeah. I had that shit on the studs so we can like hoop and dunk on it. So it was probably like probably for like four months, like it was just us like in the in our in like in my new apartment, we're just like dunking on each other, playing with it, like <laughs> going crazy. Right, yeah, going super crazy. Cause you know, so in the back in the day you we would get the hanger, right, and put it at the door and use the sock. Oh yeah, yeah, facts, facts. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah, exactly, exactly. So it was like yeah, I knew I was going to hoop and like not hooping anymore. Like I'm like hella like like I I, I got to be hooping. Like after walking off the basketball team, I'm like bro, I need a hoop. Yeah. So so yeah, I made that first one and then and then um, after I did the movie and I came back, like I didn't have to go to school no more. Like because because we only shot the movie for like two months, so like that first semester and a little bit into the second semester, so I couldn't go back to school. So like I just like locked in on like making like as many hoops as possible. I was like yo like. I'm like I was like yo this at least just give me some bread or I can just like see what's well with this um mm-hmm. and then too like when I had brought that first one into like my class for like our critique like yeah well, my I was say, what was were, feedback they were hyped like my professor was like super <laughs> hyped like so they were just like oh my gosh like this is like this is art and then I I had like a like I always just like try to have some type of mentor like advisors or like like I mean yeah. you know like, even with, like with ski and just yeah. like so like I took it to like my art like. Um, like advisor mentor lady does my schedule and she's like yes like this is like I think you found your voice like in the art world because there's a lot of attention to detail from the frame to to you know you you paint the rim and the and the chain yeah, and, yeah, you know and, and, you, and now you've gotten to where you're you're doing a lot of what was what was like the first one that you actually sold um the first one I sold it had to be just to like one of one of my one of the one of like the homies or something like that. Yeah. Well, what was it though? Like, yeah, um, it was like a small frame I had got from a thrift store. It was like black. It didn't have the chain net yet, so it was just like probably like like sixteen by eighteen, small little frame. He gave me two hundred fifty bucks, and I was hyped. I was like, oh yeah, I was like, oh yeah, we locked in for sure now. Um, yeah, from there I just kept making a bunch more. And what what platforms did you use to market? Did you just use word of mouth? Did you use social media? Did you build a website? What did you do to to like get the word out there that you were making this art? Um, so for sure, for sure on IG, um, on Instagram, because because like I've always kind of just been posting on it like Instagram kind of have a following like doing like wacky like wacky stuff whether it's like the clothing line or whatever so for sure posted it on IG but then also like like I was saying that time when um uh like when I just had to take that semester off I was literally just like walking like up and down like Fairfax like showing for you know like Sean yeah. Witherspoon yeah like I like pulled up on him like yo like I got these hoops like what's good bro can we sell these in here like let's sell them now and then he was like nah I can't sell them in here but like I'll buy like two of them so then he like threw them up and his like he had like a gallery next door to round two and he had him in there. Wow. And that kind of got the ball rolling. And for you just sure. pulled up on him randomly. Yeah, I just like pulled up on him like like bro, like what's good, bro? And I, it's crazy. Before that, like I went to the OVO store. I don't know why. I don't like, like as if Drake was gonna be saying like wait. And I was in the OVO store like bro, like it was black and gold. Like what's good? And I was like fuck it, I'm gonna go see Sean after this. And then yeah, like. Really, like, because I was, I feel like that was, like, the main thing I was doing a lot when I was, like, younger, like, younger 20s. Like, I was just pulling up everybody, like, talking to whoever I could, like, emailing, like, and just, like, trying to network and meet people. See, I'm going through this right now. Do you feel that um, social media marketing works or do you feel, like, you know, the, you know, the legwork, the footwork, the sweat equity that you had to put in. Like, like I said, you pulled up on Sean, you were walking up and down, uh, Fairfax, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You were pulling up on, at the OVO store, try, you know, you no were, facts. you know, you were, you you know what I mean? Putting in the work yeah. as, as far as just marketing and doing things on social media. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of tough because I feel like, I feel like you have to kind of have the, you have to kind of do it all, right? Like yeah. you got to kind of find the balance because it's like, on social media, it like it hits sometimes. Like I may post a video, it hits, but I feel like that algorithm is like always changing. Because I remember it would just be like photos. All you had to do is take dope <laughs> photos on IG, and now we gotta do like reels. We have to like yeah, and it's just like they're competing with TikTok now. So like I try not to like like 
be so set just like on any like One social platform because it's like who you knows the IG could be like dead or people could be over like in two years or whatnot like that. But I would say for sure pulling up on people and just like having it in their face. Damn, I wish I would have had the one for you right now <laughs> like, so you could show up. But like pulling up so people can really see it in person was like the main thing for me. Even like how I met Ski was just like I was just like at Coachella like a weekend and it was on it was like one of it was like a random event or like influencer party or something like that and I'm just like pulling up him like with my phone like bro like check out these hoops I do and then I got his email and just like kept blowing him up um and so yeah I think for sure that's kind of like one of my superpowers is kind of like not being kind of scared to go up to somebody or like yeah. show them their work and well like, I think that comes from you being very proud of what you're doing too right you're very yeah. I think what you put you put in a lot of hard work and I think I always believe that confidence comes from hard work so mm-hmm. it's easy to be confident and go pull up on someone when you're passionate about something, when you put the work in so you yeah. so you got the confidence. Yeah. And, you, and it's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'll pull up on anybody. I'll pull yeah. up on Drake if I have yeah, to. Yeah, like, yeah. You know facts, what I'm saying? That's, that, was, that was what that had built up. And like I said, that, that's admirable because, like like I said, that, that doesn't – you can it, no one's doing that if you haven't put in the work. You don't feel like you can just pull up on Drake yeah. if you haven't put in the work. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I, that's crazy. We have a saying, like, you can only um, withdraw what you deposit, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So – Damn. So, I mean, you put in, and, and as I'm also sitting here listening to your story, it sounds like everything that you've been through from childhood to, you know, hooping to artists to acting and those, like, it's all, like, for this moment, mm-hmm. for what you're doing right now, right? Yeah, yeah, Cause yeah. Because now, like, um, as, a, as a few years ago, you caught fire and you started selling to celebrities. Which one? What, what was the first celebrity that reached out and wanted a custom uh, hoop dream? Um, it was um, who was the first one? I think it was Rich the Kid. It was Rich the Kid because it was in that. It was around two, and he had saw it. Then he like DM me, and yeah, that's not like oh yeah, this is lit. But it was like it's still a thing too. Like it was great. But then like I like I started realizing like damn it's a whole nother world like actually uh dealing with these celebrities like gifting them are like are they gonna post or da 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 because it's like he's like bro like he's like bro like I'm rich the kid bro like blah blah, blah trying to like get like a super good deal but it's like you know I put all the work, work in. in it was like a real Louis Vuitton scarf he wanted and we're like in the parking lot of CVS, like in North Hollywood, like going back and forth, like, bro, you know what, bro, I'm rich the kid, I'm lit. At the time, too, like, yeah. like, like the all eyes on me was about to come out, too. So I was like, nigga, I play Snoop, nigga. Like, like, what's up? Like, yeah. good, we both lit. Yeah. But, uh, but nah, it was tight, though. He ended up like copping in and then like telling like, like, uh, like the Migos and stuff. So I got to like meet the Migos and we we're like in Atlanta and like they got, like they got hoops. So it's been like Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. Cause it's also crazy, too. Like, there's some, there's some people who like, Early on, like literally, like just like gifted and like yo, I, I fuck with your work, like like here, just take it. But then like Travis Kelsey cop one off of the, like the website for real. Wow, so but how, how? But when you when you have to give someone something, and it, like you said, it's art. You're at the beginning stages, so you definitely need the the money, right? Yeah. And you've already put in the time. You bought the the material. Sometimes, you know, like we talk about, the shipping portion of it is 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 expensive. Is so how is do you look at it as gifting or do you look at it as like I'm making an investment? Yeah, it's 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 so tough for me because I feel like I'm always trying to balance like having that artistic integrity and then also being like, bro, this is a business. Like you gotta you have to do this. Like this is part of the game. Like you gotta tr- you, yeah. you gotta charge for it or, yeah, ex- or you gotta give people stuff. Exactly. But I think it is like yeah, I look at it as an investment. It's like all right, if they don't post it, they don't post it. Or I may like because some people have it posted or they may have it in their crib and then, like a year later they hit me like, oh, they saw the hoop. Like they want to buy one. So it's like. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of yeah, yeah. I see how, like, like I said, I've done things in my in my own career where, like I said, it's not always about the money, right? Mm-hmm. It's sometimes, like you said, it's it's you're investing in your business, your or you're trying to invest in this relationship with mm-hmm. this person because I'm sure you know, see, you know, being seen on those people's platform, your art only mm-hmm. magnified. Yeah, you know your 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 audience because yeah, you know right now we vile for attention right mm-hmm. on through social everyone's attention so you know I've seen y- some of your your that video with uh, Lucy just went basically <laughs> yeah. viral when he when he yeah. slammed the who was that around two yeah uh, that was at Cool Kicks Cool Kicks yeah so yeah. where all like where are some of the prominent places where your art 
just is now. Uh, so we got the we got the crazy one that's had Dash Radio, like the Infinity Mirror one. That one's crazy. Yeah. That one's an actual hoop. We in the back yeah, with the mirror and the lights. It's in the, the ground. Yeah, that one's that fire. One's, I'm super proud of that and, one. And there's been a lot of celebrities and artists that went through there and shot on there. So yeah, that's, that's like a staple right there. Right? Facts. That one, um, of course, like the Cool Kicks one, that's that kind of went crazy. Because it first started with just like a small one they had when they were doing like shots for just like free shoes or something like that yeah. but then they're like yo like we just knocked down our wall we want to put like an official hoover you can like dunk on and like regulation and like now it's crazy because that's that was the time when i was like bro like, i'm just kind of making these like you know you, you shoot on them bro and then they're like no we want to dunk and hang on it so then um that's when i was like bro i got to figure out how to really do this because that can like separate us from like all these other guys who like copying or like yeah a lot of things. people have co- been cop- copycats yeah. since you came out yeah it's tough so like so, yeah, so that's when I kind of started expanding the team. Um, I have a guy who works with me now, uh, Josh. He, like, kills it with, when it comes to just, like, fabrication and welding and getting it. So that thing is, like, in the structure. You can dunk on it, all that. And that, that one's, like, super sick. Um, and then also there's one in – we did an activation with Modelo. Uh, actually, two activations. So there's one in Barclays Center. That's wow. mounted in there. That's super sick. Like in in Brooklyn. Yeah, in Brooklyn. So it's like a big ass, like seventy two inch one. We collab with this artist, Mike, Michael Goodman. Um, wow. Yeah, that was sick. And then there's also one in um, the Hawks Arena. I don't know what that arena is called, but um, I'm not sure. I just seen it on TV. Last airplane. Um, but I get you yeah, yeah, in the it, in the Hawks Arena. It's one in the Hawks Arena. Like they have like a Modelo like sponsored bar. Um, Wow. So, so yeah, those those are two of my favorites. But I'm trying to get into these like parks and like just like rack because now that we have them, they're fully functional. Mm-hmm. So I want to do like some like park takeovers where like even if it's us like just like covering the cost or something, just like putting them up in like crazy places and literally having like kids and they're like running crazy games yeah. on it or just like I don't know, just trying to inspire for real. Well, like I said, if you ever want to do that, we can collaborate on something because we run a whole basketball organization, so we got access to kids, if you oh, know what I'm saying, and do something facts. cool. We just, me and my friends, we they threw a tournament a few weeks back, you know, so yeah, they're they're actively, you know, playing. So yeah, we can definitely collaborate on something yeah, like for that sure. for, sure. for sure. So at what point for you did you know, like, this thing is taking off, um, you know, I want to do this full time, you know, but there's always that you got to quit your job to go full in. But, yeah. you're, you know, like at what point did you know, like, okay, this is going to, I got to turn this into a business, mm-hmm. right? Like it went from a hobby to selling, to, from selling to friends and now, you know, occasionally celebrities now into a full-fledged, I want to turn this into a business. Mm-hmm. And what and what what kind of steps did you take to turn it into a business? Um, yeah, so like at that point it was like, I was just, I mean, I just really wanted to, like, see, like, because I, I think I made the choice. I was like, yo, like, I can just sit here, like, in my apartment, just like like you said, like, have some celebrities hit me up, make some one-offs, um, and just try to be this artist. But I knew, like, I wanted to grow and, like, and, and scale this thing. And I think that's it's, it's right the exact time where, where I met you when I was like, you know what? And, and I had to like, talk to a few people, a few investors, like you and Ski, like yourself, like, I was just like, bro, like, I kind of was took the leap of faith yeah. um, after, like, and I was, like, working in the Broad and, like, seeing, like, seeing people come in and buy this art, like, appreciate art. It was, like, a time where, like, a lot of, it was, like, a black exhibit in there. So, like, seeing how, like, just, like, I don't know, like, seeing how people appreciate art. So, I was like, bro, like. like timing felt right. Yeah, the timing felt right for sure. And so, kind of took that leap of faith and then um, just kind of ran with it. But the exact moment, I feel like. I feel like I, I I don't know if it was the right moment or not, but it was like one of those things where you kind of like I don't know. How do you feel about that? Is there ever like a when it comes to like taking a leap of faith? Are you ever fully ready? You think? Or? No, you're not. Um, I I I don't believe you are. I don't believe I, I believe the people who wait for the perfect timing are the pu- the procrastinators. Like mm-hmm. you know because. I think the only thing you can do is build yourself like a cushion or or, or some level of safety net, right? Mm-hmm. But it's never the right time because mm-hmm. regardless, you're going to have your ups and downs. That's just part of the yeah. business journey. So, you know, like I, like I, like we spoke before, it's like the the, the failure is not doing it. It's mm-hmm. not trying it. You know, and the timing is never right. You know, it always seems like the best stories are though is like. 
you know, hey, I was down on my luck or I was down to my last dollar or, hey, I had to make a decision between college and, and school and, and this, mm-hmm. this, this, this entrepreneur artistic journey. Um, I think those always more stories like that need to be told because that's usually what happens. Right. Yeah. People. It, it's exactly what you said is um, you, you just take a leap of faith, mm-hmm. you know, and, you, and, and it comes from, you know, like building putting in hard work you know feeling that you don't believe in your product and then like you said you've never really been um shy to do anything you Mm -hmm. know so yeah it's never the right timing i think that the right timing is when you feel that you're ready to take that leap of faith you know because if you're if you're not if you if you halfway do it it just never works out yeah you know but when you when you fully jump in like you did like you said leaving the broad you know you know not going back to school or not pursuing and even you know um you know putting acting down for a while it's just so you can focus on on your craft i you know i commend you for it and like i said it's just what you said it's just like just taking that leap of faith nah, um and, and as the business has been growing you know, and I, now and it's good to hear, like, you, you've grown and you said you have a team and you've done some, you know, research and development and, you know, you're you're setting yourself apart from the uh, competition by um, being able to, um, you know, these things are fully functional, right? I mm-hmm. mean, you, even the small ones you can, you can, mm-hmm. you can play and, and have little games in your house on them, you know? Yeah, I've seen yeah. some of the videos. But, like, how did you, how are you meeting the demand, right? Because, I mean, there was a point where you had so many orders and, you know, you're trying to figure out how to meet the demand, not only that, and then the logistics of the shipping part of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something, like, I'm still, like, struggling, like, to figure out. I feel like as like as we're scaling, like, I just moved into, or last year moved into, like a like, a studio down in the Arts District, and so, like, getting more space now and then, like, yeah, hiring on people. Um, but, yeah, me and the demand and, like, like figuring out logistics has just, like, I don't know. It's been, like, stress. It's, 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 it honestly has. Been. Like, it's, like, great. I love what I do every day, but it's still, like, like I, like, I, like, I don't know. Because it's not, like, it's not, like, um, like this crazy funded company where I'm just can just like, yeah. all right, we're chilling, bro. We got to run away throw for some like money years. Yeah. How are you going to get this? At? Just throw some money at yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be resourceful. Yeah. So like, I'm still like boots on the ground. Like, like I feel like it's a lot of just like trial and error for sure. But, um, I think like, I think I also just have like, it, it's been, a, it's been a thing. Like I would say like, I have cool. I have good friends. I have a good support system. I have people who will be like, "Yo, I'll come help you out for a day." Da, da, da. Or I would be like, "Yo, just buy me lunch. I'll come help you out with these orders or something like that." So it's like I'm really on still on some boots on the ground like type work. So it's so there's sometimes like with that, but um, I just I just be grinding for real. I just, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah like, that's it. That's, for real. So yeah, I mean that that's more than half the battle is is just putting like I said, putting in the work in, putting in the sweat equity. There's something to be said about. You know, people. You can get investors. You can, you know, find people to, to to help you out. But you know, the best part of me when I, for me, of owning a business is putting in like the sweat equity, mm-hmm. putting in the time, the late hours, early mornings. You know, just doing, knowing that I'll do whatever I have to do to make mm-hmm. you know my business run and yeah. you know satisfy. You know, customers like I'm willing to do whatever that is. You yeah. know, yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, what, what did that look like for you when you kind of were like starting your business, and then when, like, when, like, when was it like, all right, this is man, this is it, this is success. like, let's go. I'm gonna go out and buy me some, buy something. <laughs> like, this is we won, or not one, but like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, well, like you, I had a lot of support. I'm a third generation contractor, uh-huh. um, so I've had I've had a lot, I had a lot of support from from family uh, and. You know, like you, I I went and knocked on doors, man. I went and, um, you know, was very passionate about what I did. So, you know, I, I would go, you know, like I said, I do government contracting. So I would go go to the Air Force, go mm-hmm. to the Army. And, you know, even though I hadn't done much yet, but you wouldn't be able to tell by talking to me, mm-hmm. right? You know, because I was very passionate. And like I said, it was just 
knocking on doors until, you know, a few people gave me the opportunity um, um, to, to show them what I can do and perform for them. Mm-hmm. But but like you, I just had a lot of support, um, a lot of uh, and just a lot of faith, you yeah. know, and, and, and just took the leap of faith. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and I didn't know, you know, you just you never plan for failure. Right. So, yeah. you know, I, I've always plan to have success you know um what that looked like is totally different from what it turned out mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um but like i said 15 years was uh monday so yeah. you know i've been blessed to, to to be around and and um for me now you know a lot of the motivation is just being an employer in yeah. my in my community as i think we have about 15 employees and stuff so yes. you know that's 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 what keeps me motivated as far as also it's like family legacy stuff too mm-hmm. you know with having family members and a grandfather that was in, in construction and you know it, it does provide provide a good a good living for me for mm-hmm. me and my family too you know yeah. and you know you know I, you know I'll do anything for you know my family as well so, you know, it's like, like you said, it's just I just took the leap of faith too. Like yeah. I have the same story, you know. I just took the leap of faith. I I felt like I had the right help and support, and the timing was right. And I just say, you know, because I was working for one of my uncles, and the leap of faith that that I had to take was my family is predominantly in the South, and um, so that's where all their connections and resources mm-hmm. were. And I I didn't like it out there when I yeah. lived out there for a brief moment. I didn't like the South at all, and so when um, when I got the opportunity to move back to California, and I told them like, "Hey, I'm gonna move back to California. When, uh, you know, when to start my business and stuff." They're like, "You're crazy. Yeah. Man. It's, it's expensive to live in California. We don't yeah. know. You know, you just hear all this and that." And it's like, "Yeah, I understand." I I used to just tell myself, "I can't let other people's fears be my fears." Mm, yeah. Right. Like, so I understand you maybe you, you have all these projections on you know what you know you can and the resources and the expenses to live in California and all this and that, mm. but. You know, that was one of the things is just I couldn't let other people's fears be my fears. You yeah. know, I understand and I respect, you know, their opinions. And because there's a lot of the same people that were supporting me and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, that were um, had doubts about mm-hmm. the move. But I just said, yeah, I don't give a fuck. fuck yeah, it. Let's yeah, go. You know, right. let's, yeah, let's go. Right. It's about to be lit, you know. And, yeah. you know, because it was like I've always planned to be successful. And I didn't want, I wanted to be home in like my community because again, I'm a giver. I like to be in the, uh, you know, um, help, 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 help out, help people out, mm-hmm. help those who, you know, help me out as far as just, um, you know, supporting me, um, at, through life. So, um, I had to, I couldn't do that in Jacksonville. That's not my community, mm-hmm. you know? So now, and, you know, like I said, I'm involved with the, basketball program you know we have the collab district up here for for small businesses um i'm an advisor uh for the small business development center and i'm on the board at at one of the hospitals and um at st john's and dignity health so for me it's it's being back home in my community that Mm -hmm. you know that i took the leap leap of faith for because i wanted to be an impact in my community in a positive way just like i seen growing up other older males be a, a positive impact in the community because I grew up in a single um, single uh, mom household. So I had to look to coaches and other men, mm-hmm. you know, for guidance and, yeah. and, 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 you know, how to be, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, how, and how, how I'm supposed to be a male um, because I didn't have that directly in the home. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a, you know, I want to be that for other people in the community. Now I have my own kids too. And I'm a father to them. But how old are they? Uh, my oldest daughter is 20. Okay. Uh, my um, stepdaughter is 17, a senior in high school. Uh, my other daughter is 14. And I have a daughter eight and a stepson that's 18. So five. Okay. Nice, nice. Five total. Uh, my oldest daughter's in school. She goes to the University of Utah, and oh, nice. the other two are home here. Um, my my youngest daughter, my middle daughter's a volleyball player. I love watching her perform. Um, but yeah, I just love to be, you know, be, I, I just wanted to be a, a positive influence and impact in the in the Ventura County community because yeah. I feel like this is what, like, I was raised here, right? Yeah, you know, and yeah. this is where I'm going to raise my kids. So, you know, I've always wanted to just be a positive influence and, and be able to give back in any ways that, you know, I can, whether it's um, my time, uh, whether it's donating to a certain cause or just, like I said, opening up 
places, you know, like the Collab District um, for um, for entrepreneurs, creatives, and uh, influencers to be able to have a, a place to come and work and connect for an affordable price. Yeah, no, I love that. That's fine. And you do a lot of you do some community work out there, and the, uh, i.e., talk about extra credit and what that is, man. I, I I'm interested to hear about that. Yeah, for sure. Well, extra credit is is. Um it's like the child of Smarty Pants. So after after, <laughs> after Smarty Pants, I started Extra Credit. Um, and that was just like something like in high school. It's like a clothing line. I was just printing these shirts with XK on it mm-hmm. and um, just like selling. Just I was selling so many shirts. It was like like I was just trying to be like Pharrell with like NERD like type of the day. And then like all of our like friends just like selling all this stuff. So it was just like. Like, we had, like, extra bread, and we were like, bro, like, let's just, like, like, what if we just, like, did, like, a food giveaway? So it was, like, me and my homie Adrian, we were just like, yo, let's just, like, make food. And my mom was like, yeah, you guys should do it, da 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 But my mom was always about giving back and just, like, and just, like, I don't know, like, I was kind of just, like, raised in the church. So it was just, like, let's give back on Thanksgiving. So we went out, and we just, like, bought some food, bought styrofoam place, and just, like, drove around, just, like, the two of us that first time. And then we had, like, posted it, like, on IG of us doing it the next year. Um, like a couple, a couple more of our friends came out, and that's when we were like, "Oh, let's like, let's get shirts made. Let's just make this like a thing." Um, and it's down there in, in um, in like, in like uh, in San Bernardino, which is like, yeah, it's like crazy out there right now. It's like a wild, wild west. Um, so yeah, we're just out there, just giving away a few meals. And now it's been last year was our tenth year. Um, we partnered like with Meatla Cafe, which is like a staple like in that San Bernardino community. Wow. Um, and along with that, we also do um, it's called um, XK Love the Kids. Okay. And like one of us will switch off, we'll dress up as Santa, and we get a bunch of toys donated. We like go down to the toy district, buy a bunch of toys. That's great. And we're literally just like in Santa, like one Santa costume. We're just like honking the horn, all the kids come out, and like yeah, same thing. We're going on. Year eight with XK Love the Kids now, so it's like crazy because we literally like seeing these like kids like grow up. <laughs> grow up, and, like, right? Yeah, that's a- yeah. So it's like and the only year we missed out was COVID, the COVID year, which it was like super tough. But yeah. like, but like ever since then, they just like already know and they expect it and like run out in the streets and it's like this like small like niche community. Um, like wow. yeah, and it's just like so awesome. So that too, I would love to like scale and like grow that, see see what that can become, and like it just expanded more and more and more. But um. Yeah, that's something I like. I love to do. It's like a joy. I almost feel guilty because it feels like so good, like seeing like <laughs> just being that happy. So it's just like, yeah, I, I love. Yeah, I wish you can just do it more often, right? Yeah, like facts. every day, like just to bring other people joy is is, a, is an amazing thing. Yeah, so what's next for for yourself, um, your personally and for uh, hoop dreams? Um, for me, I'm just personally like I'm just trying to just get my mental. Right. I wanted to ask you some questions too, on how sure. you deal with just like. I don't know whether it's days where you don't feel like getting out of bed or a day where you take like a crazy L. Like, what do you do kind of like personally for yourself to kind of reset or even like get aligned or like, and then also too, on top of that, it's like, cause you got a team. So it's like, like, and I feel like some days like that too, like I'll be like, like, fuck, like I'm out of it. Or like, man, we just took like an L, like a super L, whether it's like money or like something didn't arrive when it was shipping. And then I got to, like, go into the studio, and they're looking at, like, what do we do next? And if I'm in there, like, they're like, bro, you good? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, how do you kind of um, So the way I deal with, like, just, like, what you're telling, like, that work-life balance um, is, is a lot of different ways. And, and, and some of it is, you know, I have a great support system, you know, at home uh, with, with my girlfriend. I can talk to her about anything. Um, I, you know, I, I go to therapy when I need it, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think having having people around you that um, that you can talk to that have um, went through similar experiences. So for me, I have uncles and cousins that are all going through. We all do the same thing. We've all been running businesses. We're all at different phases of the business. But to have that support system to say, like, hey, I'm going through this or or mm-hmm. just even to be able to watch from afar of like, yeah. oh, you know, when I was working for my uncles, I learned what to do and like what not to do, you know, mm-hmm. at work and at home, home life balance. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just um, it's 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 having a good environment, like I said, therapy when you need it. And for me, like I create a hard boundary and I've always been that way. Um, like at five o'clock, it's like you it's hard for you to get me to do anything work wise really? after five. Oh, you know, really? okay. and and like I said, there's times where you, of course you got to work later, this or that. But 
me and I and so when I say five o'clock, I, I I don't mean the time. I mean it metaphorically, like meaning like when I'm done for the day, yeah, I'm done. Oh, I see. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And I and I give myself, my family that time, yeah, right? I love that. So so creating that so that allows my mind to like get off things and and, mm-hmm. and rest and and then it's it's a it's a it's a healthy dose of of hobbies. You know, I recently started playing golf because I can't really hoop no more because I got yeah. bad knees. Yeah, so yeah. I picked up golfing. Um, you know, and and then you know, yeah, having healthy habits and then and, and quite honestly, like I haven't always handled it the best. Like stress, stress. It, it, you know, you run a business, it, it can be stressful, and like and honestly, I haven't always handled it the best. But I feel like even when I haven't handled it the best, I I was able to learn and grow from it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because yeah. because it's just part of it's part of the journey. You know, so I can't sit up here and say like, oh yeah, no, every time I'm stressed out, like I handle it well. Like yeah, yeah that's not that's not realistic. I'm not yeah. gonna sit up here and be fake with you either. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. But I have handled it well enough to continue to be successful. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I know when I haven't handled it well that I've been able to like self check myself mm-hmm. and then grow from grow from the, the the experience and I think the biggest thing is too is just like I said is whenever you're off like give yourself that time whether it's you want to get off and like you know you're hanging with your girl or you you know you're watching basketball mm-hmm. or you, you hang with your kids like you you the the building had to be on fire for you to get me to move after like I'm yeah. I'm done you know like yeah, yeah. some shit to have to happen you yeah, know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. so 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 for me is and then just understanding that like just as grateful as I am for the good times mm-hmm. I'm just as grateful for the bad times mm-hmm. and slow times or the L's you mm-hmm. know because like you said an L when you're an entrepreneur usually means you don't lost some money and yeah. you know that kind of hurts when you're a small business and you know every dollar is accounted for right yeah. so I gotta I'm because it's I always say I know what I signed up for so mm-hmm. I can't we can't sit here and say that it, everything's always gonna be clouds and rainbows yeah. right like so when it storms like I'm just as like yeah, like it affects you me differently, but I'm able to come into my office and, like you said, my team and lead because I have I don't have that energy. Like, fuck, man, another rainy day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I've already taken the approach of I, I'm gonna. Well, it's raining. I'm gonna. I, cool. Let's yeah. do it. I'm just as, as joyful on the rainy days as I am for when it's sunny outside because it's all part of the process and mm-hmm. if you don't go through these if you don't go through L's if you don't go through tough times how do you ever know if you're tested how do you never know to grow something right yeah. how do you ever know when you do take an L how do you pick yourself up or pivot or make um, key decisions to bounce back from the L right mm-hmm. because if you a lot of companies who just ride high on a hype and then inevitably, oh shit happens. Something happens, mm-hmm. and if they're not conditioned, you know, from all the previous experience of taking L's and going through this, and then, yeah. then you're gonna crumble. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so it's just like, like I said, putting in that sweat equity, meaning that when I take that L, I already know, like I've already worked hard enough, I've, yeah. or I've already been through this, or I've already. Everything that I've been through thus far has prepared me for this new um, uh, challenge or yeah. or obstacle to go over. You know what I mean? Yeah, facts, facts. Damn, that's a great way to put it. So um, it's so knowing that you signed up for the long haul, like 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 I love what Nipsey used to preach about um, running a marathon and not mm-hmm. a race, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm always running, trying to run a marathon in business. I'm not really trying to make. Same. $100,000 tomorrow, you know, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to make $100,000 with a client for a month over the next 10 years. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to run a marathon, meaning that I, I always see the big picture, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm, when I'm making decisions, um, from, from my businesses, I'm always have the big picture in, in mind, you mm-hmm. know, not just this small, you know, yeah, this might be a small win here, yeah. but you don't see that you take this small win, but you just set yourself up for a bigger L because you're not seeing the bigger picture. You're yeah. worried about winning right now. Yeah, you're yeah. worried, but you can't do that. You can, but you, you, you can't do that when you're running the whole ship. You gotta see the bigger picture all the time and not yeah. just 
you know, the the smaller integral, you know, decisions or wins or losses, like you got to always see the big picture. And that's, that's what helps me go through um, all of it, you know, mm-hmm. is always trying to see what the, you know, the big picture. And the big picture to me is being an employer. So yeah. if I want to continue to be an employer, then, you know, there's yeah. things that I got to do, you know, um, yeah, to be yeah. to be able to con- continue to employ people. Nah, facts, facts. Damn, that's a good way to put it. That's a really great way to put it. Um, but, yeah, I don't think I finished answering your question with snacks. I mean, uh, we have an event. If you're around, if you're around, if anybody's listening, I don't know when this is going to be out, but uh, the May 6th and 7th, doing okay. like a pop-up in um, – or space down in the down in the art art district. So we'll have like down in LA. Yeah. So we'll have like the hoops up. Have like shirts for sale. Um, I believe Modelo is gonna be like one of the sponsors, and we right. also like an energy drink who's gonna like sponsor it too. But this is gonna be like the first kind of like like show like showcase where it's just Hoop Dream Studios. It's like so people can come and like interact with the products and like see and like shoot on it. There'll also be stuff for like sale. We'll have the game on. Wow. So like. Like kind of like you, how you how you build this? Like, yo, you guys, y'all ready to pull up? Like, let's come, like, come check it out. So it's uh, it's it's one of those things I'm excited about. And then, so that's gonna be May sixth at at the uh, shout out the address and the time. Yeah, May sixth and seventh. Um, it's gonna be all day on uh, on Sunday. It's gonna be twelve to seven, and then on Saturday it's more of like the party kind of thing. That's gonna be from five to ten. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be there after, and then from then on, I want to start doing just like appointments. People like to come in and check out the space and everything like that. Um, so yeah, that's what, that's what I got coming. I'm pretty pretty excited about. It. And then hopefully, uh, that show I was mentioning, Baselines. Um, it's, should it's be on its way. Yeah, it should be out really, really soon. So. And, and tell the audience where they can find you and um, Hoop Dreams. Uh, you can check out Hoop Dream Studios um, on Instagram, um, and also our website, which is thehoopdreamstudio.com. Um, but yeah, check out the Instagram Hoop Dream Studios. I think that's I post a lot of information on there. Well, I appreciate your time. I always say one of the most valuable things in life is time, because it's the only thing in life we don't get back. So I appreciate your time uh, and, and, again, sharing some of your experiences. I do these podcasts and hope to inspire some someone else. So someone else hearing your story about how you turned your passion into a business uh, was great to hear. And I, and I appreciate you opening up and sharing and uh, coming by the Collab District Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is awesome.